episode 354. Lopez Radio, a uh, Lopez and Sheets edition. First time, long time. LSBS, we like to call it. My first Lo- time, long time. <laughs> first time, long time. I guess I could uh, maximize your window there. I, do, I mean, do you want... I, do you really yeah, want of to? I, there we go. Oh, okay. There, you look better. All right. Oh, thank you. You look better. So you look like have- shit when you're tiny, <laughs> but once you once you expand, you look great. <laughs> uh, you can follow Sheets at Sheets Live on Twitter. You can also check them out on uh, the Twitches, the Twitches, twitch.tv slash Sheets Live. So uh, yes. be sure to check them out there. Are you, on a, are you on a hardcore schedule right now or just whenever you're able? Whenever I'm able. I was actually going to stream. Uh-oh. I think we lost him. We lost him. We're going to try again. uh, Whenever. Why did I get huge all of a sudden on my screen and then go back to the two of us? You froze. So we'll have to we'll have to uh, restart you where you were. You said I asked you if you had a consistent stream schedule and then you like froze. You were like, oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, you froze. So you said, okay. I actually wanted to stream, and that's the last thing I heard. I was going to stream last night. Not that it matters for when the course of this podcast is, because sure. last night is whenever you listen to it. Sure. But in, in real world time, I was going to stream last night, but then I got a little bit of news that took me out of my mental element for streaming. Mm. And I went, you know what? I'm just going to pass. But no, I'll be back streaming tonight, but I don't have any consistent schedule right now. Just really whenever. It's, it's honestly not a bad way to be. I mean, if, mm-hmm. it depends. It, it I guess it depends on the level of like, what do I want from it? But like, if man, I wish I could just turn it on whenever. Like, it's like, yeah, eh, not tonight. Okay, tonight, sure. You know, <laughs> shit like that. I kind of like having a schedule, but at the same time, it's like, eh, it'd be nice if it was a little more casual sometimes. Just sure. sometimes, sure. just sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, you can check them out over Twitch.tv/slash Sheets Live. Um. Mostly playing uh, Football Manager 2020? Mostly, yes, but I'm, I'm going to work some more stuff. And like tonight, my plan is to stream Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, nice. I like so that game. My pl- yeah, I, well, I've never played the first one or the second one. So this will be all brand new for me. First- and I'm going, to, I'm going to tempt the DMCA fates. And I'm going to stream uh, the, the, the background music is going to be music from Spaghetti Westerns. Oh, there you go. There you so, go. So, you know, we'll um, see how that goes. We also had the uh the guy the, the like the legend. The legend died like 2 weeks ago that made like the good the bad and the ugly. Yeah. Um he made a bunch of, like almost any spaghetti western that you can get stuck in your head, he probably had a hand in it if not had his entire hands in it. Yeah, uh so. any uh, more Morricone, Morricone. Morricone. Yeah, sure. there is. Yeah. 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 So, well, know, did you see though Another legend died just hours ago, apparently. Yeah, Regis Philbin. Yes. Holy shit, man. Like, yeah, I, was, mm-hmm. I, was, I usually pop onto Twitter just to kind of look and see if anything's blowing up before I start these podcasts. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I saw that he died. That's fucked up. But, I mean, he was... Mm-hmm. He, how old did he live? 88. 88? 88, yeah. I looked it up earlier. Because BD posted it on my Discord. It's a and nice so long life. Too. It's a nice long Yeah, life. he had a good run. And, I mean, it's not like he wasn't successful. Oh yeah, he wasn't hurting. That's for sure. No. 
No, that's for but sure. like you were, you really hadn't seen anything out of him since he left that show with uh, Kelly Ripa. Did did he have some health stuff going on? I mean, I he died. So he I was eighty eight. I assume he probably did. But I, I don't remember if that's why he left the show because he left the show like ten years ago at this point. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, I think I want to say it was like ten years ago because she went through having Ryan Seacrest and uh, Michael Strahan. Uh, yeah, Strahan. Is it still Seacrest with her now? I don't know who it is. Let's see. Well, wasn't it just called Live with Kelly for a while because they were just going through? They were cycling guests through, yeah. Yeah. Like guest hosts with her, guest co-hosts. Uh, um, I So I'm searching Kelly Ripa, and all it's doing is showing me stuff about Regis Philbin. Uh, live with Kelly and Ryan. Is that still accurate? They have a website still. Uh, no, I don't think they're together anymore. Oh, no, it says, is an American, American syndicated show okay. hosted by Kelly Rippon and Ryan Seacrest. I thought they were still together, but I mean, I get it. Like, here's the thing. Ryan Seacrest seems to be stepping into the shoes of every classic broadcaster variety show guy. Like, you know, he, he took over, he took over the New Year's Eve. Yep. Dick Clark. Dick Clark's he took over Regis's gig. Mm-hmm. He took over. Um, I don't know if he still does it. He took over um, the uh, weekly top 40. Yeah, he took over Casey Kasem's top 40. Mm -hmm. um, he has a... I don't know if he succeeded anyone in his morning show. He still does a radio morning show, I think. That dude... Didn't he work in Atlanta? Because I feel like Kevin used to tell us Star, how he knew he knew Seacrest. Star 94, he was a, he was an intern there. And I think he actually was a, a jock on there for a while. Kevin, who is uh, was our, um, our first PD... Um, Take a drink. Take a drink. Uh, he actually, Ryan Seacrest was his intern. Yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, I just made him do stuff <laughs> like around the station and stuff like that, like carry my shit and stuff like that. He's from Atlanta, according to this. Yeah. He's a, he's a Georgia boy. He's a Georgia boy. All right. Boy. How old do you think he is? He is, I'm going to say 42. He's 45. Ooh, I was close. What do you think his estimated net worth is? Oh, um... Fifty million. Uh, as of whatever this is from July of 2019, his net worth is estimated to be between 410 and 430 million dollars. Jesus Christ! Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that's what it says. It says last year Seacrest made 71.5 million in income from all of his separate endeavors. Wow. Uh huh. You know he was uh he was the the guest speaker at uh, Brother Joe's graduation at UGA. Was he really? Yeah, <laughs> he was, and it was good. It was a good speech. I, I think you can find it on YouTube. I think if you just type in like Ryan Seacrest UGA graduation, it's only a few years ago, but and uh, I'm sure it probably was. He had a two year on and off again relationship with model Sarah Jean Underwood. He began dating Juliana Huff in 2010. Um, in 2016, uh, that's where he gave the speech. In 2017, dating Shayna Taylor, who apparently is a model. Sarah Underwood's pretty foxy. Mm -hmm. She's pretty foxy. I don't know about the other two. I'm, I imagine they look great. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, Julianne Huff, she did something, wasn't she? Was something? Oh, Dancing with the Stars and and some other shit. So oh, okay. I don't know about the I don't know about the model, but. Good old Ryan Seacrest taking over mm -hmm. all the old men's jobs. 
Well, I mean, they're dying, so he might as well take them. It's amazing that there's not like someone else, you know what I'm saying? Like amongst all those things. I mean, here he obviously he was a jock in Atlanta on Star 94. His big mm-hmm. push came from being the host of uh or host or MC of American Idol. Either way. More of an MC, I guess, than than mm-hmm. a host. Uh but I mean, it's just amazing how like I wonder like I would love to talk to him and be like did you ever like I guess no one can really think Oh, I'm gonna be a fucking worth four hundred million dollars one day. By the time I'm forty-five. By the time you're forty-five, can you fucking yeah. imagine? I mean, I'm only seven years from that. Yeah, that's you got time then. You I, got time. I can get to four hundred million. <laughs> I can. All right, do it. so he started on American Idol in two thousand two. Right, position of co-host. Yeah, but he's been hosting shit since before then, according to his Wikipedia. In 1993, he hosted the first season of ESPN's Radical Outdoor Challenge, which is the most 1993 TV show (laughs) title ever. Sponsored by Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yes. He also hosted three kids game shows, um, but this is Gladiators 2000 from 94 to 96. I remember that. Wild Animal Games in 95 and something called Click in 97. I thought you were going to say Wild and Crazy Kids. I was like, whoa, really? That'd be amazing. No, the only the only person to go from any of those to like stardom is probably Mike O'Malley going from guts to being on like a CBS sitcom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What happened to Mo? Mo doesn't like she didn't go on to anything. And then um like no, none of the other hosts, like the dude who hosted Stupid Legends of the Hidden Temple didn't do anything. Uh fucking double dare guy, Mark Summers. He went he oh, went on to Mark do Summers. How it's made, right? That- yeah um he did how it's made on food food network he He did did a food network show we did something on history channel too for a little while yeah how it's made or something like that maybe yeah but he did he did do that and he did something on food network like you said yeah Um, he did some other things but it wasn't he he didn't really take off until american idol yeah that's fucking nuts man yeah it just makes you wonder like I don't know, like, what, what sort of, you know, how much shit do you have to miss in life, mm-hmm. like, to just be constantly doing that to, until you reach that point? And even now, I bet he's still missing shit in life because if you're if you're on with Kelly Ripa every day, mm-hmm. you host a morning show every day, like, you're you're a host for all these fucking uh, all these fucking shows on network TV. I mean, Rockin' New Year's only happens once a year, so, I mean, I can get that. Yeah. But it's fucking nuts, man. He's got to be so fucking busy. Like, there's a trade-off. Yeah. There's a trade-off for all that money. Do you watch any of the New Year's programming, the New Year's Eve programming? It's been a long time. It's been a long... Like, I think think we watched... (sighs) Maybe the last time I did that was probably four or five years ago, and and it was Mm -hmm. just a glance, like, because I don't Mm -hmm. have... I don't really watch live tv like live tv doesn't really happen for me so yeah. it's not really so so we had access to direct tv for the past couple of years but we just realized we're not we're never watching the shit so why mm-hmm. you know what about you i mean usually what it would come down to if we were at home we would probably not care about it until it was about 10 5 or 10 minutes before countdown mm. And then just put it on whatever one didn't have Jenny McCarthy. 
and then um, <laughs> and then just watch the countdown, and then we would just do whatever. I mean, it isn't like a, it isn't it isn't like must watch programming like it was once upon a time. The the last time I can remember legitimately sitting down and being like, oh yeah, here we go, countdown was probably uh, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand. I watched the MTV countdown. Yeah, I because that was such a big fucking deal going from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand. I remember that. I, I mean, I remember. I remember being at. Uh, I don't know if you remember Josh Cheek, but I remember being yeah. at Josh Cheek's place, um, mm-hmm. watching the ninety nine to two thousand click down. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it just used to be such a bigger deal. Not that it's not a big deal now, but like, it, like the TV portion used to be a much bigger deal. MTV mm-hmm. did a big thing. Like everybody did a big thing, and you know, MTV obviously with their lack of you know their lack of actual active personalities mm-hmm. they're not going to do any of that they don't do vjs and shit like that anymore i don't think i mean i don't know i don't think they show videos so why would they have vjs yeah that's true um, i would like to point out because i i have this wikipedia page for ryan Seacrest pulled up yeah. he looks like he has jaundice in this picture <laughs> he looks like he's yellow he looks very sick he does he looks ill poor guy yeah poor fella uh, oh yeah, poor poor fella, poor Ryan Seacrest, poor poor almost half a billionaire. Yeah, <laughs> he's. I doing just want to be fine. a thousandaire. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, I've seen where you know, you know, like in morning shows and in radio shows, they'll do, you know, they'll have a camera running and they'll they'll show clips like on Entertainment Tonight or some shit like that. Like Ryan Seacrest was talking about blah 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 today, and they show him in the studio. And he does look like death in the morning, like bags <laughs> under the eyes, like. You literally, I think, sometimes when you work that hard, you shave some years off your life, uh, you know, a little bit. But I don't know. Then, like, you got Regis Philbin, 88. Like, a lot of people who do nothing can really just fucking hope to get to 88 based off their health. I love that I don't know you just said. I don't know. Because you you sounded like, uh, who was it, Sid in one of his promos? I don't know. Oh no, uh, uh, Luger. Luger. Can, yeah. can you even afford to pay me? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and your shirts are too tight, too, Billy. <laughs> My favorite part of that. I don't know what it is. That clip is is just the guy at the beginning. You could tell like he's at a stop, and like, but he treats it like he's running up to him. He's like, Mr. Luger, Mr. Luger, <laughs> Mr. Luger, Mr. Luger. And he has an awful outfit on. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to hold hold it. He tries to hold it together and just fucking laughs and walks away yeah at the very how could you not with that <laughs> you could tell he was about to say something he's like <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't pay me for super brawl super saturday well i don't even know what it's called <laughs> uh, the, the insanity that it would be to be on the back side of like a small promotion like that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like to be on the to be on the back end production side just you know the people in the fucking control room that were recording it were probably dying like you know that it was probably just a fucking mess mm-hmm. hell luger was probably laughing after it was already like god damn it i fucked that up <laughs> well we're not shooting another one yeah fuck that i pay you're paying me for one this well then look get. at the bit even look at the big promotions look at sid fucking up all those times in the wwf yeah and they just had to go with it it's fucking even nice. in wcw Oh man, um, before we uh, before we do get too far from it, yeah, um, yeah, I uh, I've been noticing lately, as you know, I have to go out, obviously do errands and shit around town, mostly staying mm-hmm. at home, been working from home, mm-hmm. um, but I've noticed lately when I go out, I've been enjoying 
our original home of our voices, 1037. Really? Yes, I've been enjoying it. Is it still Chuck or whatever it was? It's still Chuck. But I feel like I'm driving around. Like It's just a nostalgia bomb because I feel like I'm driving around because I play a lot of 80s shit. A lot of 80s Mm -hmm. stuff, early 90s stuff. So it kind of transports my mind back to when I listened to radio as a kid. It's kind of fucking nuts. Like It's weird, but I'm driving at the same time. So I'm just kind of like, man, what if... I, I think about weird shit like this. Like, what if you're eight, right? You're eight. Okay. And all of a sudden, you're time shifted and placed in the body of yourself in your mid 30s, and you're just driving down the road. Like, do you just like, oh, oh, oh? <laughs> well, I mean, just watch the movie Big. I mean, that's pretty much it. it. I mean, but still, like in the middle of driving somewhere, though, like flying oh, yeah, down no, the that highway. Would be a panic. Right. Oh, say, okay, so do you fast forward to having all of that knowledge, or are you an eight-year-old in a thirty-year-old body? Eight-year-old in a thirty-year-old body. You probably wreck the car then. There's no way you're not dying, right? Yeah. Like you pop in, you're going seventy down the interstate. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, you wreck the car. So I don't know. I think about weird shit like that. Like my brain just gets transported back. Like you, like we've talked about before. You hear songs, and immediately you're thinking about, oh fuck, I remember listening to this song. Like pretty much anything early to mid 90s alternative rock mm-hmm. will take me right back to being in my bedroom at my mom's house, mm-hmm. staring at the ceiling, listening to the radio because that's all I had. <laughs> There's an album by a group called the High Llamas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Hawaii. And it um they they have kind of a, I don't want to say a Beach Boy sound because they don't have that. It's not that like sun and fun shit. Right. But it's like it, it's more of like the harmonies and stuff, and it, it sounds more like a later Beach Boys album. Either way, there is something about that album that when I hear a specific song that I can't even think of which one it is off the top of my head now, but when I hear it, I know it makes me feel like I'm in St. Augustine, Florida, for some reason. There is some kind of connection. I don't know if I heard that album and yeah. it a very awesome time in St. Augustine, and it just takes me there. But anytime I hear it, I'm just like, yeah, St. Augustine, all right. Well, it, yeah, and the, like there are like just like there's certain maybe you know I don't know early early aughts no not even early aughts what when were we twenty one twenty two twenty three that would be like uh that'd be like two thousand four five six kind of three two thousand four two thousand five yeah yeah so anywhere between two thousand three and two thousand I don't know seven like yeah. most of the songs that were played on the radio and that were popular kind of with our age group, like even if they weren't mm-hmm. radio kind of friendly, mm-hmm. it just transports me back to going out downtown, hanging out at, at, you know, at bars, like even like the smells come back at some point, like, you know, when you walk going in to barcode, yeah, going to barcode, like just the smells come back to you. And yeah. it's, it's wild. Cause like you, your brain almost does this weird flip flop. Where you kind of like almost have to shake your head to get out of it. You're like, whoa, what the fuck, man? Like, so wait, where, what did I, did I tra- time travel? Like, what uh, happened now? Yeah. Um, and I wonder if mentioned- that's, I wonder if that's like something that as you get older, that just, that intensifies. Or if you just kind of like, cause you do meet a lot of like older folks, like say our parents' age, right? That mm-hmm. some of them obviously just talk about the old days all the time. Shit, I talk about the old days all the time now. I know. <laughs> but I then, well, there's there's research that people with dementia or Alzheimer's that if they show no other like if they're struggling to try to get them to to 
sort of communicate right. that if, if if this study has shown that if you play music from their era that all of a sudden they're remembering every word they're able to come out of it and it's triggering something in the brain that's just it's connecting it, some synapses something. or yeah. something yeah there's a book by um a guy named oliver Sachs. <laughs> he's a he's an author and neurologist it's called musicophilia it's tales of music in the and the brain um, and it's all about how music does things with the brain. Have you read this? I have it, but I haven't read it. So M U S M U S I C O P H I L I A. Okay. By Oliver Sacks. I am. Uh, I'm interested. I'm yes. interested. Uh, let me yes. just so I know what it is. Book. Because <laughs> I'll be. I'll look down <laughs> at my notes later, and I'll be like, "The fuck is that?" Yeah. Um, it's interesting you bring that up because obviously my my. My last remaining grandparent on my dad's side is my grandfather, mm -hmm. and he is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he is like deep in the deep in the Alzheimer's. Oh, um, awful, absolutely terrible. Well, it, it's been weird. Like I, I don't know. Like you don't know if it's ter terrible because maybe it's better. Maybe it's better that you're you know blissfully ignorant of what's going on. Um, because here's the thing, and then I'll wrap this back around to the music affiliate thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sure. You know, obviously the um, he's been there. He's been in a home for about three years at this point, maybe four or five. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's been in there for a while. Um, but the quarantine happened, and so obviously he lives in an old folks' home that people people weren't allowed to go see them. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. He was lucky enough to be in one of the homes that didn't end up with an outbreak. Thank God, because they they had a good protocol and didn't allow people to just show up. Um, so never had to deal with that. Um, he's to the point where he's not really comprehending what the phone is and he just kind of gets agitated. So he hadn't mm -hmm. been talking to like talking to or seeing uh, my dad or my aunt who he sees a lot. Um, but they're really good there and like they've just been taking care of him. And like he had a, a little episode where he had to go to the hospital. So they were able to actually see him for the first time. And when did that start? That all started at the beginning of March, right? Yeah. So this all happened. Well, here, yeah. Yeah. This all happened like two, three weeks ago. So you're talking about four months. And like they were talking to him and he was like, oh, yeah, it's talking about yesterday. Like he'd just seen him yesterday kind of shit. So not feeling that passage of time was, especially in a time like this, yeah. was probably, you know, a blessing in disguise. I mean, I, I know it's still a terrible disease, but. You wonder, well, you wonder if it's better, you know, if it's better to, you know, if you're getting old and your body's shutting down, like, is it better to not know that's happening or is it better mm -hmm. to just let, boom, the lights go out, you know? Well, it's, it's, it's one of those diseases that we don't know a whole lot about. I mean, it's, we think we know some things, but we don't know how to reverse the effects and we don't know how to stop the effects of it. Yeah. I mean, there's talk about people that, you know, they are suffering from dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever, and they'll be crystal clear one day. They'll know everything. They can tell you everything that's going on. It's like nothing ever changed. And then it turns around and they have no idea what's going on again. Um, so it's, I mean, it's weird. It's just a weird disease like that. But it could be. I, I think it depends on what kind of, what like how your brain and personality are handling it. Yeah. Because there are those people that are just the, they're confused and angry and mad all the time and violent. And then there's those that, yeah, they're just pleasant sort of blissfully ignorant as to what's going on. Oh, yeah. They aren't agitated by their condition. And so they're just sort of like, 
you know very few uh, from what i'm told very few mm-hmm. um agitation agitation or agitated moments i should say and but like it's almost like the opposite of how they grew up with their dad so it's like kind of weird he mellowed out a lot when like by the time i came along and was was able to know like he had mellowed out a whole lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but you know apparently it's just like he's super pleasant to be around and he's always been pleasant to be around but he was just kind of you know he's a, he's a hispanic hard ass father back in the day <laughs> apparently didn't really like uh didn't really like music being on in the house you know just mm-hmm. kind of a hard ass you know my grandmother yeah. my grandmother liked music but for the most part when he was home he didn't want to hear the shit he was like i don't want to hear this yeah. shit you know kind of thing yeah. um but now it's like he's he's doing a lot of drumming Mm-hmm. He does a lot of drumming and stuff like that, which my my parents, or, you know, my, my dad and my my aunt don't really understand because they're like he hated music, like he, <laughs> he hated music, and he was always ornery. Like it was it was one of those things where it's like I wonder what it makes me wonder what's what he's beating out in his head. You know what I'm saying? Like what mm-hmm. is, what is, what is he tapping to? Like what what does he think about? It? And maybe yeah. it's something. And apparently that you'll find this kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he will. Every now and then he'll start like not really, not really chanting, but it's like it's like a common chant in an area of Peru for one of the soccer teams. Oh, cool! <laughs> like, but it's but I was like, so is it, did he like soccer? They're like, not really, but it's it's so for this one particular town that he's doing this chant from. It's not just a chant for their soccer team; it's also kind mm-hmm. of a slogan for that town. Sure. Um. So I thought that was kind of neat, and I was—they were like, "We don't know what his tie there is because he didn't—he never, never lived there. He mm-hmm. just happened to be in the same country. So I don't know if he had a friend that was there or something like that. So something is so deeply ingrained somewhere; it has to be something from childhood or something, yeah. man. Something that impressed on him like way back in the day, because like maybe he had a friend that was from that town that always said mm-hmm. that or something like that. Um, but it's kind of nuts, See, my. And that just goes to show you what we don't know about this. Yeah. Like, it's just stuff happens and you're like, I don't know. It's just part of it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And and like to, to hear stories about him from back in the day is kind of fucking cool. Like my favorite story is, uh, you know, he had quite a few brothers and a couple of sisters. Um, big, you know, big Catholic Hispanic family. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently one of his sisters got married to a dude who uh, seemed okay, but ended up being abusive, mm-hmm. and uh, and I guess she showed up one time with some uh, some some markings, and uh, the next time everybody saw him, he had a broken arm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like apparently my grandfather and the and and uh, and his brothers were just like, we'll be back in a little while, and next time they see this guy, he's got like a fucking broken arm. <laughs> I have heard a very similar story. With because my dad was how many brothers? He was one of four boys and I think two girls. Yeah. And I don't know the specifics. I don't remember the specifics at this point. I think one of the girls came home one time and had been roughed up by whatever guy it was. And it sounds like the brothers went out and beat the shit out of him. They made sure that it didn't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll say because I don't remember the specifics of it, but they made sure it didn't happen again. I'm okay with that kind of justice. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm actually okay with it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of wild because I I don't know. Like he, from the way they tell it, it's like it's almost like the way 
they kind of conducted themselves the way a mobster would, but they weren't in, they weren't involved in any kind of like mm-hmm. organized crime. They were just they just didn't put up with bullshit. They were just very serious people. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I still think about my grandfather and I think about like the balls it takes to not be able to speak English, to immigrate to America, start mm-hmm. a business and do well. Yeah. It's just fucking nuts. I mean, I know that he had a lot of help from my dad and and my aunt who, who were able to speak both languages, but at mm-hmm. the same time, kids aren't kids aren't uh, only have a probably only have a small hand in you starting a fucking business. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> working on people's cars in the fucking south in the 60s. You know what I'm saying? Like that's fucking nuts. Did he ever get to the point or has he ever gotten to the point of of speaking any kind of English? Oh, yeah. Very broken or is oh, yeah. it pretty decent? Yeah, him and my grandmother could speak uh, broken English and so we could okay. communicate with him. I didn't really, so I never learned Spanish, obviously. And yes. Because my, my folks, my mom didn't speak Spanish, so it just never got spoken around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they spoke enough English for me to talk to them and know what was going on and, and stuff like that, so. Yeah, you never learned English, contrary to any time we would go anywhere yeah. and, and random people would come up to you and speak Spanish to you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Best Buy, restaurants. Any of it. Any of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I often think about that, man. It's like, man, the balls it takes to just be like, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm leaving an entirely different continent and going over. And not to take away how difficult that is, because that absolutely is. Sure. In a in a time frame where yeah racially m- like a much I, I would say more it was more difficult then yeah but like in a, in a time frame of America where you could probably easy I say easily but know that I don't mean easy you could it, easier than now start a business than it is now as someone who can't speak the language oh sure like you could probably get by with it then as opposed to now where they would you would just get shit on immediately if you could even make it into the country. I think it depends on the area. Cause obviously you go to, Agreed. you go to places like uh, Gainesville has a lot, has a huge Hispanic population. Lots true. Of, and true. You, you'll probably walk into some of those places and no one can speak English, but I mean, true. I think it just depends. Like it definitely is easier now for that kind of situation. Cause you can find mm-hmm. where everyone's at mm-hmm. than being like, we're, the, we're one of three or four Peruvian families in town kind of thing that's true yeah that's a good point yeah so i mean it could it could be that they had some good some good folks that were already here to help them through that and i think they did so but but still the balls like can you imagine just being like hey um i'm gonna do the reverse i'm moving down to south america and i'm just gonna start a business (laughs) fuck it oh do you know the language no Mm -mm. do you know anybody down there no no I'll, i'll figure it out yeah I'll just I'll just go and we'll see what happens. Honestly, it doesn't feel like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It doesn't feel like a bad idea. I feel like I could put something together. I'll figure something out. Yeah. So you mentioned 103.7, Chuck FM. Sure. So I brought up the last songs played. Yeah. Because you said, oh, they're playing 87 makes me feel like a kid. I didn't realize how like absolute like you're 100% right. So these are the last songs played. And I've let it refresh since we've been sitting here. Never Surrender by Corey Hart. I can't tell you what song that is. Mm-hmm. Before that, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Relax. Uh-huh. Before that, Ozzy, Crazy Train. Uh-huh. Before that, The Car is Just What I Needed, which I would always, I, I say this probably anytime we mention The Cars, and I think it's worth saying. 
their first album is a greatest hits album. It is amazing. It's it's one hundred percent amazing. It is ridiculous how many monster hits were on that album. No one could like whatever whatever summer that came out had to be the best summer of their lives. Oh right, let's see. Jesus Christ, man! Can you imagine? Um, their debut titled "The Cars" was nineteen seventy eight. God, what a perfect like time period for that shit. Good times roll. My best friend's girl. Just what I needed. You're all I've got tonight. Bye bye, love. Moving in stereo. Amazing. Like that's their debut album. I can't. Um, yeah. Prior to that song, Lucky Star Madonna. Before that, Cure Friday. I'm in love. Before that, Van Halen Jump. Yeah, they're leaning hard into the '80s stuff. That's probably why I'm liking it because it's just it's it's mostly an '80s station. You might see. I I got a random Hootie and the Blowfish song the other day, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like so, OMD if you leave. Then 30, 45 minutes ago, when I come around by Green Day. Yeah, yeah, they def- out like a sore thumb, but it works. They're they they know. I hate to say it because you know we always railed against like a fully automated mm-hmm. radio station without anybody. Like they, all they've got is the guy who does the production right mm-hmm. they're 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 imaging guy um and it just they they know exactly what demo they're trying to hit because it works like it sure it, and, and it's in a time period that is that hits like the perfect sweet spot of our age group and our parents age group mm-hmm. because it's, it's songs we grew up with and it's songs that they went through like their 20s with where like you're yeah. just kind of figuring out the world and shit like that it's a it's a it's a sweet period in time for two very big uh, buying demographics. Do you find yourself listening to more music from that era than new music? Yeah, I do. I mean, I I still listen to new stuff, uh, but that's easier to turn on and kind of do shit with. I feel like I need to, I don't have to focus on new music. It's just kind of, it's harder to get into a flow of doing something um, when you're listening to something unfamiliar. Because you can turn on something like an 80s station, a 90s station, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s even, mm-hmm. and you pretty much know what you're going to get. Yeah, It's not going to take any kind of, because if, if you're anything like me, if I listen to any to, to newer stuff, if I hit something where I'm like, I'm not really feeling it, I will jump. I will jump. As opposed to one of those classic stations, if I hit something that I'm, I know but I'm not a big fan of, I'll probably leave it and wait for the next song. Yeah. If I'm doing stuff. Sure. Is it a comfort thing? Driving, Is it like I'm, a familiar like? Probably. But if you're driving, obviously, if you're driving, it's easier to just pop, pop the you know the button and go to the next. I'm thing. bad about that. I'm so bad about that. Yeah. I mean, even sometimes when you're like, fuck yeah, this song, blah, blah, blah. Even in the middle of it, you're like, all right, cool. I heard the I heard the chorus. Yeah. I heard the hook. Let's get out of here. I've heard all I want to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's a comfort. It's a comfort thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but new music isn't bad either. You know, it's just. No. It's harder to, your brain gets full. I think you just start to kind of get full with things like, and and time is limited and i'm not in the car nearly as much so it's like mm-hmm. 
that most of my music listening happens when I'm streaming. Honestly, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's I have something on in the background, um, which has been kind of limited now. You know, with DMCA's and stuff like that, um, which is stupid. It's dumb. I, I can understand. Look, I think that honestly, as long as I've been popping some some normal stuff in now and now and again lately, mm-hmm. um, but I think as long as you're I think as long as your stream isn't centered around that, if it's not at the forefront, like if you keep it low in the background and you're talking and, and doing whatever, I don't think it's a big deal. But if you're cranking it up and letting the music play and not really in just kind of walking away and letting it be like a radio station, which is kind of what an idea I had and I wanted to do at one point, but uh, <laughs> I guess that's not happening. Um, but I think if as long as the music isn't the focal point, I don't see why it would hurt anything. I always struggled watching those kind of streams. I would jump around and 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 try to tune into other people doing football manager or even people doing FIFA or something like that. And I would turn on these streams where people had music absolutely blasting. You can do that. And it's like I, I couldn't watch it. I'm like, this is this is not fun to me. This is not entertaining to me. I can't understand people playing a video game with full full volume music. I no, it, it's not at all. I, there's a couple of people like and and I think they're really good, and I think they're very talented uh, broadcasters. But there's a couple of people that I've watched where I'm just like, how are you playing like Dead by Daylight, for instance, with full mm-hmm. full volume music? Like I don't, especially a game like that where you're reliant on audio sounds, cues. Mm-hmm. I mean, now like they football have manager, of hours, I can do. So. Oh well, yeah, like you can. Once you hit a point with some games, you're fine. Yeah. Well, like Football Manager, I can do that with music because I'm not doing anything. I'm doing commentary. Right. So, I mean, that's doable, but I still don't have it blasting. In fact, most of the time, chat's like, I can't hear the music. Turn it up. Yeah. I can hear it fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I care about. I want to be entertained. <laughs> me. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Me. That happened to me the other night, too. We were playing golf with friends, and uh, mm-hmm. I had music up, and they were like, yeah, I can't hear shit. And I was like. Okay, I guess I just had it low in the background because I was talking. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's tough to talk over words, but yeah, you want to find that balance where it's not uh, where it's not drowning you out too. So oh sure, yeah. Um, so we oh someone else someone else died. Uh, the dude, one of the founding members of Fleetwood Mac. Oh shit! Yeah, what's his name? Uh, where are you at? Where are you at? Honestly, I'm not a big fan of Fleetwood Mac. Peter Green. Everyone always gives me shit for it. They, I, I just can't, I can't get into them. Yeah, Peter Green. Um, yeah, me either. I mean, honestly, it's like I, I know they got some good songs. I'm, I, I do. As a child, and and even now, I still love Stevie Nicks. Yeah, big Stevie Nicks fan. Yeah. Um, I like the chain. I like that song, the chain. Yeah, that's about that's about as far as I go into the Fleetwood Mac stuff. But you know, and that's 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 the thing. It, that's just a preference, right? Like you don't you don't hate it, but sure. it's not no. like something you're going to seek out. No. You know, maybe. No, and I mean, w- once upon a time, I would have been like, "Oh, I hate." Uh, no, I just I don't I just don't I don't care. I they, just, they they don't appeal to me. There's a certain time period um, as humans, I think, um, and I think it's teenage or teenagedom through most of your twenties, where yeah. when something's just not your thing, you feel like you hate, hate it. it. Yeah, yeah, you feel like you hate it. Like now. Fleetwood Mac could come on the radio and like I'm like meh okay like I'll just leave it it's like you said I'm not gonna it's not something I'm gonna jump up and turn the radio for yeah but it's also not something I'm gonna seek out yeah 
I've always kind of felt that way about them. I felt that way about uh, Nirvana, honestly. I've never really I like I'll I'll listen to Nirvana, but I don't there's nothing about them that does anything for I don't me. I don't seek them out. Like we had a no, we had a discussion like, on stream the other night, like someone was watching uh that documentary that came out a few years ago called Montage to Heck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um sure. Came out on HBO. It's an HBO documentary about Kurt Cobain's life. Oh. Okay. It's like a three or four part, something like that. Um and so a discussion about Nirvana came up and I was just kinda like, I just never really Mm-mm. It was there's just never been a thing. We had a friend uh, coming through high school that really liked them a lot, you know, and I just never got it. It just never clicked with me. I would I would grab I would borrow some of their albums and listen to them, and I'm like, they're good. They're just not. It's not speaking not for to me. me. Yeah. It's not speaking to me I, at all. I would take Nirvana over Pearl Jam though. One thousand percent. One thousand. Pearl Jam does zero for me. There's a few Less songs. Zero. There's a few songs I'm okay with, but overall, I don't. It's not. It's it's not the level it is for a lot of people. Like I know they're insanely let, popular and they sell out every time they go on tour. But eh. let me guess, Jeremy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, oh, I like. Right. Um, what is that song? Uh, Evolution. I like that song off the Yield album. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I like a um, couple of things off Vitology. Um, and some of the older stuff is, is not bad, but I could take it or leave it. Nah, I got, I got no I got no time for Pearl Jam. I was a late bloomer on Alice in Chains. I do like Alice in Chains a good bit. Oh, agreed. Yeah, agreed. I, I wasn't like super into them at the time, but man, they're good stuff. Mm-hmm. They are good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Alan Green of Fleetwood Mac passed away as well. Nah, Rip. but I mean, he's no Regis, but <laughs> <laughs> damn, but RIP. No. Okay. Hold on. I got to see what Regis's net worth. Give me that net worth. Who wants to be a millionaire Regis? Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know he died. I want net worth. They might not even, I mean, let's be honest. Okay. What do you think Regis? For over 60 years in television. Don't let that cloud your judgment, though, on what your guess is. All right, let me ask one question. Yes. Higher or lower than Ryan Seacrest? Oh, lower than Seacrest. You think that's because of the years? I think it's because of the time frame. Yeah, I think it's because of the time frame. Much lower? What do you define as much? Half. It's higher than what your guess for... for Ryan, it was. Oh, okay, okay. It's between your guess and and <laughs> between fifty and four hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say uh, one fifty. One fifty. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What, what it says here? It's what it says here. <laughs> this is November of twenty nineteen. It says these days Philbin's net worth is estimated to be around one hundred fifty million. Wow, that's still fucking I great. I, I'm curious about something now. It's great at any age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Casey Kasem, what do you think when he... What This was... I don't, it doesn't have a date on this. What do you think... We're going to assume this is when he died. All right. What do you think Casey Kasem's net worth was? God, man. Keep, keeping in mind that he was from a time frame that much like Regis was not... It, 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 was, a, it was a good living, but it wasn't, you know... It wasn't like fucking Seacrest money, you know? I'm going to say... Because I'm willing to bet too that I bet the family's still getting money from Top Forty. 
I'm sure they probably are. That was probably he probably had stake in that. If, if you know, I'm I'm pretty sure he was a smart enough, dude. And he was shaggy on Scooby Doo. Oh. Um. Obviously lower than Seacrest. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with a hundred million dollars. Okay, you're you're a little high, but yeah, not cl- not off. It says, uh, it says eighty million. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of he crazy. had a really like nasty like last few years. Yeah, wasn't he missing for a little while? Like, yeah his his wife is like was crazy or something. She wouldn't let his kids come see him. And she abducted him and like moved him somewhere. And yeah, told him said he was out of the U.S. or something like that. I remember when they were doing like that. That happened around the same time as fucking Gene Simmons. Not Gene Simmons. Uh, fucking... uh, uh fuck Richard Simmons. <laughs> Richard Gene. Simmons. I was gonna say Roger Simmons. Oh, that's it, right? Gene Simmons is missing. <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe that'll be the name of this fucking <laughs> gene simmons is missing <laughs> i'm fine with that it'll have nothing to do with anything yeah what do you think richard simmons uh net worth is um i'm gonna say now i have two different numbers they're not terribly far apart but there are two different numbers here 60 million. Oh, not even close too so, low it, it, I, I, too high Oh, I will say million. that, like, no, still too high. This says fifteen to twenty. Still not bad. Yeah, right. And like, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. I would not complain about that. Gene Simmons is missing. <laughs> I hope I get sued by Kiss. <laughs> Are you going to be buried in one of those Kiss caskets? Yes, Kiss kids. Yes. <laughs> Kiss kids. <laughs> that uh, would be a new kiss branded fucking treat. How do you kiss how do you find Gene Simmons if he goes missing? You don't know what he looks like. I mean you do, but you don't. Yeah, I guess not. I want to know Gene Simmons' net worth now. Because that's that <laughs> will be that will be the the real question because he whores kiss out for anything. Oh, I imagine it's a lot. It's gotta be a lot. They're worldwide too. Like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Oh, I've just found a link to the twenty richest rock stars in the world. Oh, we're gonna talk about this. Okay, I'm down. Um, is it, you have this net worth? Yeah. All right. Um, higher than Regis. Yes. God, yes. L- lower than Ryan Seacrest. Yes. 350 million. 400 million is what this says. Wow. All right. This article, this says richest rock stars in the world 2020. This is off wealthygorilla.com. Okay. Um, <laughs> Very reputable site. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I don't think there's going to be like any site that I can really look at for fucking net worth. Isn't there a um, networth.com? There are some of those, but this was just, this came up, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, number 20, Robbie Williams. Net worth three hundred million. Jesus Christ! Oh, he's really big internationally. He's huge internationally. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he didn't get. He got big here, but not nearly as big as he is across the. Seas. What band was he in? He was in a band Robbie. that was a that was known. Right. What is Robbie Williams like? Number one hit on Spotify. Like what? What's the first millennium? Millennium. What fucking uh, band was he in? I thought he was. I, I typed in Robin Williams. Oof. Robin Williams is biggest hit on Spotify. He is on there. 
Some of his books. I'm sure he probably is. Angels, number one, 223 million plays. Damn. Rock DJ. Apparently. Yeah. Let me entertain you. She's the one and feel. Wow. Okay. Millennium's um, not even in the top 10. Mm. Uh, number 19, James Hetfield. Jesus. Three, 300 million. James. 18, Eric Clapton. Racist. Net worth 300, 300 million. <laughs> Is he? Oh, yeah. He's hyper oh. light. He's, hard, he's hyper right. Hyper, oh, hyper far right. No. Very, well, Madam Sheets doesn't need to hear that. Very against immigration. Like, oh, no. It was never recorded, but several people talked about uh, there was a few concerts where he would talk about um, keeping immigrants out of a country and shit like that. Just, just look up, look real quick. Eric Clapton racist. There's there's a there's an article that kind of details a few things about it's Mr. In Clapton. The way that you use it. Bah, bah. Yeah, your words. It's in the way that Eric, you use them. Eric Clapton confesses shame over racist remarks. Eric Clapton white explains his racism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have to look at that later. Yeah. Now here's the thing. This was a while back. I'm not saying people can't change. I think people can totally yeah. change. People can totally yeah. become, you know, like wise up to their ways. And I'm I'm willing to. I I don't know if I'm. We can kind of talk about this after, but mm-hmm. after we go through the list. But like, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm completely. I think as far as cancel culture goes, I'm I am on board to a certain extent. Sure. Um, but when we're talking about stuff that is from the way 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 back, you know, like mm-hmm. when someone was like 20, 30 years ago said something or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I think at that point it's like, okay, well let's revisit this with the person and find out what's going on now. Now now what you have to navigate at that point is like, are they saying what they're saying to save their career? Or are they saying what mm-hmm. they're saying because they actually feel that way? I think that people can actually change the way they feel. I've changed the way I felt about a lot about a lot of things when I was younger. Absolutely. So absolutely I would never want someone to hold that against me and ruin my life over it. But I don't know. The internet's a son of a bitch. Go back and uh, talk to Lopez and Sheets that listen to Opie and Anthony and uh, (laughs) see what those two assholes are like. We were bad. Yeah. Uh, Number 17, Dave Matthews. Net worth 300 million. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Fucking the frat rock guy for the ages. Yeah. Yeah. Number 16, Bjorn Ulvaeus. Net worth three hundred million. Where's Bjorn from? What, what? What? He is an original founding member of ABBA. Okay, I get that. I get that. Yeah. You know that they were uh, they came to fame because of uh, what's that fucking movie that um, Will what, Ferrell the- Will Ferrell just put out on Netflix is about the singing competition they do all over the world, but the U.S. is the only country that doesn't like Eurovision. Eurovision. Oh yeah, they, I didn't know that. They were a Eurovision uh, winner one year. Uh, number fifteen, Anne Fried Lingstad, net worth three hundred million, founding uh, member of ABBA. Oh God, can you imagine ABBA, man? Jesus Christ! Adam Clayton, net worth three hundred million, uh, bass player for U two. What? This is the bass player. Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, um, number thirteen, Roger Waters, net worth three hundred ten million, uh, co-founder, lead singer of Pink Floyd. Yeah. Number 12, The Edge from U2, 340 million. 
Number 11, Keith Richards of the Stones, 340 million. Number 10, Ringo Starr, drummer for the Beatles, 350 million. Wow. Number nine, Gene Simmons, Kiss, 350 million. Number eight, Mick Jagger, Stones, 360 million. Number seven, Sting, 400 million. Number six, John Bon Jovi, 410 million. Have a nice day. Number five, Elton John, 500 million. Wow. Number four, The Boss, Bruce. 500 million. Yep, 500 million. Number three, Jimmy Buffett, net worth 600 million. But keep in mind with Buffett, he whores his Margaritaville shit out to everyone. I mean, how many Margaritaville fucking restaurants are there? There's got to be. It's there Margaritaville everywhere. restaurants. They're now starting to. Uh, they have line, communities. Right? Yeah. There are Margaritaville communities. There's the clothing line. I mean. The weird old person's club med. We have the fucking. Um, the uh, margarita maker. The fucking uh, frozen concoction maker. That's a Margaritaville thing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a, and I'm, I'm a Buffett fan. But yeah, 600 million. Number two, Bono, seven hundred million. So you two is a fucking billion dollar, yeah, a billion dollar fucking over a billion dollars. Yeah, you got two members that are that are th- like three hundred plus million, and then Bono himself is seven hundred. That's what it says. Dude, that's like a one point. Wow, he formed fucking you two at the age of sixteen, and it also they misspelled. <laughs> they didn't put Bono. <laughs> They called him Bone. <laughs> it says Bone formed the successful uh, U2 at the age of 16. So I haven't scrolled to number one yet. Do you want to take any guesses? These are rock. The, the guess, huh? These are rock stars. Yeah. My guess based on seeing Ringo further down is it's going to be McCartney. It's got to be, right? I mean, he's he's like the fucking guy left from the Beatles. It's got to be McCartney. Right. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, Paul McCartney. What's his net worth? What's Paul McCartney's net worth according to this? One point two billion. One point two billion. Whoa! He is most famous for his time in the Beatles, and McCartney released six gold discs and has sold over a hundred million singles. Jesus. Paul McCartney. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. The fucking biggest band of all time. Well, and then he went on to be just as big by himself. Like that's like oh sure. Well, then he like about, did wings. Yeah, you're talking about fucking what fifty, almost sixty years. Uh, yeah, of being relevant. Like that's yeah. fucking crazy. No one like it's very hard to be relevant for that long. Well, Bob Dylan. Um, I'm surprised Dylan wasn't up there a little bit. He just released a new album, and he's the only artist. To get a top 20 album in like six different decades, seven different decades. Jesus. And it no, I think it's six different. If if he had had a number, if he had broken the top 10 in the 80s, I think it was, he would have had a top 10 record in like six or seven different decades. And it's like, that's insane. What's his net worth? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. How's I'm kind of surprised he isn't on there yeah, too. How's he not on there? I keep typing network. The Bob Dylan network. <laughs> what do you think it uh what do you think it is? Well, 
should all right let me ask you this yeah looking at the number you're looking at should he have been on that list no no really and remember number 20 was 300 million all right i'm gonna say 175 200 okay yeah okay wow i mean but also keep in mind, just because Dylan's been around doesn't mean he was a huge record seller. I mean, that he's he's like a known guy. He's like a American folk music legend and a rock legend, but it's not like he's pumping out hits. I've always had a theory. If you if you are a household name, mm-hmm. you're either gonna be fine monetarily for the rest of your life or you're a horrible mm-hmm. fucking person. That's not a bad theory. Like I mean, cause if you're a household name and you're a good person, right? Mm-hmm. You can probably, and this is even like the good person part's a debatable thing, but if you're a household name in good standing, you can probably live the rest of your life comfortably off of appearances. Yes. And then usually the other side of being a household name is, and this is just because I've been watching a lot of true crime lately, like <laughs> probably because you've been a giant jackass and a horrible person mm-hmm. and made the news for it. So, looking at Bob Dylan's singles discography, yeah, how many top five singles do you think he's had all time? Top on five? the on the main on the main Billboard Hot 100. Top five all time. I'm going to say 45. Two. What? Two top five singles. He wow. hit number two with "Like a Rolling Stone" in 1965, and he hit number two in 1966 with "Rainy Day Women" number 12 and 35. Okay. I was way off. It's great. Yes. I was confident in it too. I was like, I'm gonna say yeah, 45. You are. That's probably why I mean like he isn't worth a fuck ton of money. Still worth a lot. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, don't get yeah. Please. But he's not he's not in the astronomy. He's not Ryan Seacrest, okay? No, no, he's not he's he's worth less than Ryan Seacrest. Oh, All right, that's whatever. the other possibility for a title. Bob Dylan yeah. is not Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I still like Gene Simmons is missing or whatever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Where in the world is Gene Simmons? <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't think of any way to like really shoehorn that in. So I was like, kiss demon. Like that doesn't really work either. Kiss demon man. <laughs> um, Fuck. I was just talking. Oh, I, I before while we were in the middle of that, I was talking about like cancel culture a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's possible that people can change their minds about things. And I think you get to a certain age, and it's it gets rougher to yeah. convince people of that. Because mm-hmm. um, everything's not like a movie. Like you don't come have one event happen, and and someone's like, oh, I never thought of that. I do like black people. Like it's there's never, no one ever <laughs> like there's never been a situation where you know I, I won't say never, but it's usually not that. It usually takes a lot of convincing. It usually takes a lot of just like exposure to things that are opposite what your thoughts are. Do you think it's easier or more difficult now than let's say it was in the '90s to get called out on something? apologize and be forgiven i think it's way more difficult now yeah internet doesn't forget man yeah well i mean like the 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 initial thing that that popped into my head which was not 
even remotely as bad as as racism in any way right. was think back to fucking stupid hugh grant got arrested for banging a prostitute in his car mm. then goes on leno's show and it's a big joke yeah but and that's... it's fucking joked about and his career continued but that's but also it's, it's not it's not to the level of, of it being racist in any way right. don't I don't misunderstand but it's still one of those things where like once upon a time that would ki- that would tank your career that's a great source of shame at one point but it wasn't yeah. just the fact that he got caught with a prostitute i think that didn't the prostitute like beat the shit out of him or something like that I, I <laughs> wasn't there like some, some sort of somebody got punched um maybe he just got maybe he just got caught i don't know maybe i'm thinking about other things um, i like that story more i like that he supposedly the prostitute beat the shit out of him <laughs> um <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's a lot harder um, because the internet doesn't forget. Like, and, and the thing about it is, like, it doesn't matter how long, and it can even be pre-internet at this point. And people will still, you know, Monica Lewinsky could come out and be like, say something, you know, say something against some politician, right? Mm-hmm. And guaranteed, there's going to be like three or four. Hey, why don't you go home and wash your dress? Like mm-hmm. jokes, which which is like the most like uncreative fucking thing to say ever it's horrible but there's nothing creative about that yeah i don't know like it's i understand like so i can understand i hate i hate the the term canceling somebody yes i I mean i've always been a big fan of vote with your dollar vote with your what what you're viewing like if, if someone does something stupid or does something you know that's that's maybe ill-advised but isn't actually physically harming someone don't take away their life just stop fucking watching them like that's the worst thing you could do to like a youtuber or a twitch streamer or Mm -hmm. you know someone's tv show or their business or you know the list goes on just stop fucking showing up if you really feel like that stop showing up and eventually Mm -hmm. that hurts them that's always been my argument Yes, that's always been my argument for those things. If you don't like something about them, then don't patronize them anymore. Don't use their business or whatever. And mm-hmm. if you really think that they're in the wrong, talk to other people and get them to not use the business. Absolutely. Organize something. But like, yes. I think honestly, in some cases, when you straight out cancel somebody, you're going to have, like, you're more apt to have someone else that's going to come along and swoop mm-hmm. them up and 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 then put them on either a different network a different service mm-hmm. or you're going to invigorate you're going to invigorate the the opinion especially if it's like something that's like a crazy opinion based thing that got them in trouble you're going to yeah. invigorate that opinion amongst their diehard fans and you're going to bring in all these people who didn't give a shit before but now you're, you're like there's a lot of that there's a lot of that piggyback piggyback riding of an artist or of you know of of someone who's producing content um, where people just like to go and white knight for people who are being canceled. And yes. so all of a sudden they're getting two times the views because they're getting all this attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's a slippery slope. Like I think if you play it the right way, you can usually get out of it. Um, but it's harder for people to forget now. For What's sure. the first thing that you remember that's on that sort of that cancel culture thing? The first one that stood out to you that you remember? Because my my thought, the first one that I remember that was really like okay was was um, 
the James Gunn thing with Disney? Uh, Imus. You think so? Imus. He while he didn't get canceled, there were there, there was there was a lot of pressure on him mm-hmm. yeah. and and on CBS to cancel him for the the nappy headed hose right. uh, comment. Yeah, there was a lot of pressure. Where I mean, whereas you, you can't you can't just say Imus because he's had so many issues. Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, the, but that oh, was like the big one. That was the king issue for him. That was what oh seven oh eight, I think. Yeah. So, um, it was when we got Imus. So yeah, right around then. Right around then, and yeah. uh, I know a lot of people were pushing for that, but I th- I feel like he did the right thing. Like, like here's the thing: I don't have a thought in my body that I'm that Don Imus. He's dead, right? He died. Yeah, yeah, he's like, dead. I, was, I, was I trying, think. I think I was going to say was. I know. It, Fred, I know. Fred. Fred is. Yeah, Don is too. He died in uh, December last year. Yeah, I thought so. Um, there's not a there's not any part of me that thinks that Imus was a was a truly bad person or a yeah. or a person who was he. I mean, you never know. People who are older may have gone through a time where they thought they were racist or they were racist mm-hmm. toward people. But I think that again, seeing life, being part of a being part of the major like media. And interviewing a lot of people, like you change the way you look, and I just don't think that it's clear. It was clear to me, and that's maybe it's just because I was, we were kind of in the industry and and doing mm-hmm. the thing. Like, you know, he was just going for a joke. You know, he wasn't. He didn't really think that about those girls. Yeah. Um. And then there are, but there are people that would absolutely be pissed at me for saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not arguing. Oh, absolutely. You're not agreeing with me in the right way. No, I think mm-hmm. it's a. I think it's fucked up. It's just a joke that didn't land. Yeah. You know, it's just a joke that ended up not being that funny. Like, sorry. Like it just. It just is. Like I, I think there's there's been a lot of comedians. Patrice O'Neill in particular is just like you know. All all comedy is is a series of I'm gonna say this and hopefully I don't get in trouble for it and hopefully I get a yeah. laugh. Yeah. Like, a lot of times. And and you can even say this about us, like half the time, you know, you say, oh, Lopez and Sheets era, Lopez and Sheets, right? Like mm-hmm. the era of us doing that radio show and the era of when we listened to Opie and Anthony, clearly we didn't feel the way we were saying things about no. stuff. We literally were just trying our hardest to make each other laugh mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And I still do that. But I mean, it's just, it's more of, it's more of a it's not so much of a, let me go for a really brutal this or that. Like I, I like, I still like to make people laugh, but mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, it's just, it's just the way you go about it. And I just don't think it was, I don't think it was something that he deserved what he got. Cause even, he even took the time he went to, he went on Al Sharpton's show. Like he did all kinds of shit, but mm-hmm. that's the earliest one I can really remember where they were like calling for it. Um, as far as getting a show canceled, um, I can't. I'm see. sure there are some, but I just don't remember any that were like real big. The James Gunn thing was the one that stood out to me the most. That was a big one. Where like he was such a big high profile director and then to 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 drudge up this shit off his Twitter, you know, from God knows how long ago. Yeah. But then you can look at any of his old shit cuz he used to do shit with trauma and all kinds of shit and it's like, you know. Hmm. I'm looking uh so more recently uh the revival of Roseanne. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um Well again, being on ABC, Disney ain't gonna play that shit. 
Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Disney and Disney, ABC, all that. Yeah, that whole thing. They would. That organization is not going to fucking put up with any bullshit. I don't know if you remember. This is way after our time. MTV's Buck Wild. Do you remember Buck Wild? I've heard of it, but I I never saw it. It's like a it's like a real world reality show, but about like kids from the South. Um, It's like Jersey Shore, except it took place in West Virginia. Mm, mm -mm. Um, that show was canceled after a member of the cast was found dead during production of season two shit (laughs) producers were halfway through shooting season two of buck wild until a cast member shane gandy was found dead in a vehicle with his uncle and his friend they all died due to carbon monoxide poisoning after their vehicle got stuck in the mud during an off-roading trip what hell does that work that's kind of weird like could they, maybe they couldn't get out of the vehicle like maybe it was stuck and submerged i guess that's fucking to turn wild. the fucking truck off wow i'm look, i'm just looking at like an insider uh thing let's see uh you know we mentioned uh or i mentioned hugh grant earlier uh-huh do you know who he was in a relationship with at the time that that prostitution thing happened oh um shh Shannon, no, not Shannon. Um, uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth. Yeah, Hurley. I was. I was picturing with. And whenever I think of Shannon Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hurley, well, there's Shannon Elizabeth. Yes, but yeah. I always, whenever someone says Elizabeth Hurley, I just picture the cover of Bedazzled when she was the fucking devil, and Brendan, <laughs> and, and like she was, she was bothering Brendan Fraser. Where did he go? Uh, he's actually uh, part of the cast of Doom Patrol. Um, it's a DC um, comic okay. that they turn into a show that's really fucking good. There's two seasons out and it's on HBO Max. Okay. Um, it's really fucking good. It's like H- I, surprisingly good. HBO Max is a ton of shit. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've been watching um, I'll Be Gone in the Night. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know anything about it? I've heard of it. It's about the Golden State Killer. Slash. That's right. I saw an ad for it the other day when it, before I was watching something on there. So it revolves around that but it it more so involves so it involves fifty percent that and fifty percent about um, Patton Oswalt's late wife uh, Michelle mm-hmm. McNamara. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. the one that like uncovered all the like she was writing a book about him and uncover and like did like connected all these dots that investigators couldn't back in the day because they'd never mm-hmm. shared information back and forth for some fucking reason, um, and uh, eventually got him captured. Um, so. Mm-hmm. There's been four episodes so far. Um, there's six total, so they're they're all airing on Sunday nights. It's really fun, okay. though. It's excellent. Um, oh yeah, uh, here comes Honey Boo Boo canceled <laughs> to, uh, to ensure the. <laughs> I sh- forgot about that. To ensure the safety of the show's children. Oh my god. Oh god. I'm uh, I'm digging that Deftones Terrier Cult shirt. Yeah, you like that? R- rest in peace, Terrier Cult. Yeah, R.I.P. Terrier Cult. They're uh. So Terrier Cult, if if you're a fan of Boston Terriers or dogs in general, they do some really cool uh, shirts and stuff like that. Mostly Boston Terrier themed. Um, mm-hmm. They're shutting down at the end of the summer. Um, that I'm, one they did for uh, the child from The Mandalorian was fantastic. Oh yeah, I got the pin of that. I didn't get the t-shirt, but I got the pin. They did a little enamel pin. Um, mm-hmm. It looks so good. It's just a Boston Terrier made up to look like the fucking child from Mandalorian. So good. Um, I'm gonna order one more shirt from them before they close down. Um, yeah. Hopefully they'll be back. They didn't, they didn't say they were closed forever. They're just gonna shut down. I think 
I I don't know. It's it's an interesting. It's really an interesting um, thing. I want to. I kind of want to read his because we could talk about this a little bit. Well, like he made a statement, I think, saying like, you know, we're not closing up forever. We're just taking some time or something. Yeah. Um, here we go. The guy's really cool. Like he's he's really good friends with um with Mike Groves. And, mm. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Like I was like I was amongst I was kind of in that first group of people who was buying his shit when he came out. So like mm-hmm. he knows that I'm friends with Mike. So every time I buy something, he like he's like, "Hey, man, your buddy bought something," kind of thing. Um, Terrier Cult will be temporarily putting a stop to production on September first, twenty twenty. August thirty first is the last day to place orders before we go on hiatus. Uh, we are taking a page out of the almighty Seth Rollins handbook and will redesign, rebuild, and reclaim. Uh, the goal is to relaunch with a laser focus and be stronger than ever. When will that day come? To be honest, the answer is we're not sure. The amount of hatred and negativity that is out in the world right now has really stifled our drive and completely smothered out any creativity we have left. So they would like to be set up by the end of 2020, but they're not sure. Um interesting uh interesting way to kind of a lot of people would lean into that and i think that that's what he's avoiding like he wants to avoid probably i haven't talked to him so i don't know but Mm -hmm. like i would imagine he wants to avoid letting the way he feels about the world influence yeah the uh the brand because he would probably if i had to guess he was probably playing with some designs that would have been divisive um (laughs) I'm not saying he was, but in my head, like, yeah. when, he, when you say something like that, I'm like, man, he's maybe he's, you know, mm-hmm. but it's kind of wild. I think a lot of people are feeling like that right now. And I think a lot oh, of yeah. it probably has to do with being unable to get out in the world. You know, when you're creative, you need inspiration from outside. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to be careful in times like this, you can't exactly like, you know, normally me and the wife go on two, three trips, you know, during the summer, a few different places, fly somewhere. Sure. We're not doing that this year, you know. We're no. going. We are going to a, a wedding um, in a few weeks, but it's a drive up and a drive back kind of thing. More of a road trip, um, so not 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 a typical vacation. Um, yeah, sure. I'm wondering how much of that's playing into a lot of the way people are seeing things right now. Um, Probably. It's it's kind of rough. Like it's easy to get down about it, you know, because you can you can sit there and admire yourself and you know really. I don't say horrific. I mean, some of it's horrific, but you can admire yourself in in really negative news really easily right now. There was a um, there was an article I sent to Madam Sheets. I might have sent it to our little group too. I don't remember mm-hmm. that I read about doom scrolling, and that's what people were doing was just scrolling through awful shit after awful shit after awful shit. Yeah. And so that was around the time that in our group I was like, "Look, I'm completely cool with us sharing news, but I need us to sprinkle in some good shit too. Yeah. Not even necessarily like happy news, but like." Let's just let's sort of amp up a few more cute animals and people hurting themselves in funny ways and shit like that. Because <laughs> like it just it wears on you. It does. It just it, when it's just constant, constant. It just wears on you. Yeah. So I to- I totally get that. Yeah. It's it's uh it 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 takes a toll. Like after a while, you're just kind of like I can't deal with this. It's the same reason why you know I don't. So when we were looking for. I don't know if I've talked about it on the uh, on the podcast, but we've got another Boston Terrier, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I brought it up, but we've got a, we've got a new Boston Terrier, Bonnie. Uh, you know, Bean passed away a few months ago, um, mm-hmm. and you know, when I was looking for when we were looking for a new dog, 
it's a lot harder than you think to find like an ideal dog to what you're to what you're looking for. Like if you're looking yes. for, we're very much Boston Terrier people, so we're like we would really we actually we had planned on meeting just before quarantine. We planned on meeting like two or three different uh, animals at the pound. Mm-hmm. Um, quarantine hit, and like thankfully those the ones we were looking at got adopted. You know that's good. So. We just put it on hold for a little while, and then we kind of got the itch because Ty is by himself and shit like that. So we're like, we wanted to have a buddy. Um, Mm -hmm. So I started looking, and it's you would think you would be able to find Boston Terrier puppies very easily, and it's Mm -hmm. just not the case. There's waiting lists. There's people on like two year waiting lists. There's people on like some crazy shit. That's nuts. I sat back, took my time, and what a lot of people have transitioned to instead of like putting classifieds out or doing anything like that. A lot of people have moved on to Facebook to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was on Facebook for the first time in forever, you know, looking for, looking to see who had Boston Terrier puppies, looking to see, you know, just what the process was. Um, And in that time, like in that, just that little bit of time, like you see other posts while you're looking for these other things. And you're just kind of like, holy shit, this place is a horrible place to be. Like there's just, there's no reason to be here. Um, yeah. And it's just negative shit. There's a lot of negative shit. Oh, Facebook's awful. Um, and I'm glad we found Bonnie and I'm glad I don't have to get on Facebook to look at anything because <laughs> it's a tough thing to look at. Really I is. stopped. I think it was January of 2019. Mm. And I haven't been back on it outside of we created. So uh, Madam Sheets wa- wanted to watch a show on what that Facebook watch or whatever it was. And so I had to create an account for that. So mm. we created an account for Wally. And so there's a Wally account, but it's just for, you know, fucking around. Yeah. But I haven't you. I honestly, I would not know how to use Facebook at this point because I haven't. If Assuming anything's changed, I wouldn't know how to use it. It's I mean, it's just kind of it, it more so just uses you. <laughs> <laughs> and then anything else um it doesn't change much it's still, yeah. still the same shit i mean they've they've updated kind of the look of some things but yeah I, I mean twitter instagram and reddit are pretty much my that's what i use the extent of and my then, use is uh is messenger mostly because that's yeah. where we have all of our groups i would love yep. to move that onto something else agreed um, i think we've tried before <laughs> yeah we've attempted to maybe uh i don't know i don't know hey, icq Discord. I mean, Discord. Honestly, you could start. Yeah. You could start a friend Discord and get people to just join on it. Um, mm-hmm. um, or if you just have a Discord account, you just add friends there. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll make a harder push for that this next year because it just. I know they're just looking at that info. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the stuff we talk mm-hmm. about back and forth. Like I know mm-hmm. it's just like something that's being charged up to be shown to us on Instagram at some point. I went back to try to find a link from a chat between you and me the other day. Mm-hmm. And it was removed. Hmm. It was removed by Facebook. Interesting. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I do. What was it? Uh, nope. Okay. I got you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um, it was removed by Facebook. Really? It was from the chat? Yep. Yeah. Between me and you. Yep. Was it a link to a, to, to a website? Yes. Okay. All right. Hmm. 
It's interesting how they got like it's got control over that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was posted again. If it, uh, I wonder if the links time out or if it was posted again, would it be pulled? Like in 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 a chat between you and I. I don't know. Thought it was very interesting though. Send it to the messenger chat so I can. I was gonna try and take a screenshot of it. Oh, okay. But uh, it says it is. It says this message is no longer available because it was identified as abusive or dot dot dot. Um, let me. Yeah. So let me. I'm gonna take a screenshot of it and send it to you. Yeah. Send it to me, messenger though, so I don't. Okay. Mess yeah. Up the uh, I'm recording. Sure. Video. Sure. Yeah. Sure. They've got the power. I think that's what I like about Discord too. Is a Discord is its own thing, not owned by another company. Mm-hmm. Um, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, and B, like it or not, you can't really. It's really hard to delete your history on, on Discord. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like unless you're doing Sorry. something crazy, they're really not going to step in. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You should be. You should be fine unless you're like it's an illegal bullshit kind of thing. Right. Um. While you're looking that up. All right, I just sent it. All right, let me see here. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it now, I mean, we're in the middle of a recording. See if that if that jogs your memory, but I'm not. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Yeah, it does. It jogs yeah. memory. Okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um. What was I about to? Oh yeah, I was about to. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're good. So you okay? So here we go. That's that's, that's okay. Yes, here we go. Let's let's transition. Yeah. Um. So you have moved back to the East Coast. I correct. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you. Um. You fled Portland. Yes, uh, just in time. It seems. Yeah, I was about to say like you guys fled Portland at just the right time before things got really weird. Yeah. Um. Is that still going on right now, or is that? Yeah. No, I'd, people that I follow on Instagram, friends of mine that I worked with or, you know, knew or from Timbers matches or whatever are mm. posting stuff on their Instagrams. Yeah, that shit's still going on. I didn't realize that. So people. Fuck, neither did I until it was like right before we were getting ready to leave. Did you guys. So, so they're just grabbing protesters, some protesters, right? Yeah, and just tossing them in vans and they're disappearing. Are any of them coming back? I don't know about that. That's that's what I'd be interested to know. Like, why are like start interviewing the families? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Did they come back? They come back. Have you heard from them? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that. I don't know if that helps or hurts the cause to know that. Oh yeah, they just dropped me off like two blocks away, just fucking with me. Yeah, um, right. But but it, assuming, like, why wouldn't like say they were taken and they were released? Why wouldn't they come out and be like, "Hey, I was taken." Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you come out and clear clear the air? I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, I know. Well, so you guys were out there for how long this time? Two years? Two, year, two years. Two years. A little over two years, yeah. Well, we just hit a year uh, a couple weeks ago from when we were out there seeing you guys. Yep. yep. Um, I forget how we we learned that also. Uh, we were looking something up and it was it was like, oh, shit, this was like a year ago almost on the nose. I think it, I think maybe Instagram reminded me maybe of a post from a year ago and it was all the stuff oh, yeah. from, it was all the stuff from when we were out there yeah um what uh you guys didn't ever get involved with any of this stuff out there did you no no 
Was that, you know, just because you knew it was like bullshit pops off? Like it gets crazy in Portland. Like people think Portland's just like an easygoing town. Like there's an intense political undercurrent in that town and it's really fucking violent. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. No, we never got involved in it because I mean, while, you know, our thoughts are our thoughts regarding everything going on with it. It was that... Mm-mm. I'm not. No, that that is too combustible of a situation where you do not have any kind of control over what's happening Mm-mm. and who knows what's going to happen. Look, people are fucking disappearing on the streets. Yeah. Fight, I, I, like like, uh, like fucking federal officials are start driving up and making people disappear. Well, and, and even, I'm not getting involved in that. And even before that, like. White nationalists and white nationalists yeah. and Antifa would clash oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Proud Boys and and Antifa would would clash in downtown. All it's the like time. gangs in New York shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, it, so Portland is is obviously so Oregon as a whole. If you look at the land coverage, is a very very conservative Republican state, but population wise, it is a very liberal state. And it's all because of the valley there where Portland and going down down through um, Salem and Eugene and even over to Bend a little bit, even though that's not in the same area. That's a very liberal part of the state. And there's a massive population there and it carries the politics for the entire state. Um, That being said, there are a lot of very, very conservative people in the state and they know that they can push buttons if they go into Portland and fuck around and it happens. And so they do. Yes, they do. And I'm not, I'm not saying either side doesn't fuck with the other side because they both fuck with each other. Yeah. But it's just, you know, one side seems to push the buttons a little more. I mean, and it goes back to what we were talking about with shows and cancel culture it's like yeah fucking speak with i mean i i guess i guess here it is i think i think one side obviously the the side that is is very much being controlled by um a big concentration of population they're probably very fucking upset you know they're probably really frustrated because there is nothing they can really do because like if you you don't have enough people to vote you don't have your 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 side's not going to win yeah. So it's, well, it's, that, easy to, it's easy to say, well, go to the polls, motherfucker. You know, that shit occurred in Oregon. Mm-hmm. It probably didn't get much uh, play outside of the state, but there was, um, I forget what the legislation was, but I mean, the Democrats controlled, uh, they control the government in Oregon because the population. There was something that they were going to pass and the Republicans didn't like it. So they left the state. The representatives and I remember that one went to like Utah or some shit, right? And a bunch of them went to Idaho and hold up with um, with some militia there because the governor was going to use the I think the um, the the state, the Oregon State Police to go get them and make them come back to do their jobs. And they were like, we're not going to do it because they're just going to pass the legislation. Motherfucker, that's how it works. That's your job. Your job is to convince people to vote for you so your way so so like you can pass the legislation you want mm-hmm. or you work out a deal 
if you don't have control, you can't pass things. That's how it works. Right. That is how this shit works. <laughs> and so they only came back when the Democrats in Oregon bent over for them and and neutered whatever bill they were going to pass, which is insane to me. Yeah, that's a little bit like, all right, you guys are going to act like babies. We're going to reward you for it. Yeah, to me, it's like, okay, don't show up. We'll fucking pass it anyway. If you're not going to show up and do your job, then I guess you're just abstaining from voting. What do I need you for? Yeah. Yeah. If you're that, that to me is the idea. If you're not going to show up, then you vote that you're abstaining from voting. And so, hey, we're going to pass it anyway. Mm. I don't understand, man. I don't understand why you just bend over for that. But what makes me laugh about both the Democrats and the Republicans when they have control of the, the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And they don't pass things. And then they lose, let's say, the, the Senate or the House, right? And they go, oh, fuck, we can't get this through now. You had control. <laughs> you could have passed this at any time. <laughs> what are you going to do? Now you're, now you're making excuses. Uh, I mean like, think, think about how long people have bitched about the Electoral College on both sides. They only since bitch about it when least, it goes against them. <laughs> uh-huh. Since at least 2000, right? When the when the shit between W and Gore happened. How many times have either the Republicans or the Democrats had control and would have been able to pass anything to get rid of the Electoral College and haven't? I agree. I don't know. It just it just seems like a it seems like it's a constant stalemate tug of war mm -hmm. where a side has a chance to win and they just never take the chance to win yeah yeah it's fucking weird yeah and i just can't wait for 2020 to be over because i know it's just gonna get worse i was gonna say you think it's gonna get better just because it's not 2020 <laughs> anymore no it's just gonna get worse like i mean at least at least we can get past whatever this fucking november is gonna look like yes just get past it we can know just rip the band-aid off we can get there it's not... got to look one way or another, right? Like, right. it has to look. It's trending a certain way. Well, we'll see. But we know how trends are because it trended a certain way last time, too. Yeah, fuck trends. Yeah. Fuck trends. Um, uh -huh. What? Uh, so you left Portland. Yes. yes. Um, you're back in Florida. Yes. How are you liking being back? Uh, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. Honestly, it's good yeah yeah um it's different sure both versus oregon and when i was here last time what's, it's different what's changed from last time you uh covid is ravaging the population oh okay yeah yeah in that, in that case <laughs> yeah things are different things aren't open dude that's so weird i like i idiots aren't wearing masks i slipped into like not even thinking about that for the first time yeah. in a long time. Oh yeah. Like that was weird. I was like, what's changed? <laughs> like, yeah. What Everything. do you mean? What <laughs> <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Like we could go to Disney and universal whenever we wanted. And now that's not the case right before, you know, they're going to fucking open fucking super Mario or Nintendo world or wherever the fuck it at universal. And now this is how the world is. Yeah. Oh no, man. Oh, they, well, we did get the, uh, the email this week. They canceled the half marathon in November. Yep. Yep. They did. 
Um, so I we refunded that and refunded our hotel, yeah. which will be a nice chunk of change coming back. But I mean, you know, still wanted to do it. Like under yes. normal circumstances, like it would have been yes. it would have been a cool experience because not only yeah. not only you guys, I was going. Um, Ape Fist hey, was Mike. going. Uh, Mike Groves was going. Like I had, I knew a lot yeah. of people that were going to go down and do this thing. Yeah, and I was like, man, this would be great. Like do the run one day and see if everybody wants to meet up and do you know bump around the world in Epcot and mm-hmm. shit like that. But it's just wild, you know, and, and you, you would think like, I knew it was like a question for a little, it's like, it's all the way in November. So maybe it'll be fine by then. Um, but it's only smart on Disney's part. You don't want that That's many what, people crowded up together like that. No. And there's no way to do it otherwise. Well, they, well, here's, here's what I'm wondering. Will you ever be able to do it on that scale again? Depends on if we can get control of this virus. Yeah. Well, we're we're we've been saying the same thing about um the cruise cuz we have a cruise book for March. A Disney oh, cruise. Like March and of 2021. Sitting, yeah, and we're sitting here going, "Oh, or where we were. We were sitting there going, "Oh, it'll fuck, it'll be under control by then. It'll be fine. Everything'll be okay." Mm. And now you're like, Mm-mm. 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 "Well, uh Jericho's cruise that he was doing in that he did yearly, his wrestling cruise." Uh, was supposed to happen at the end of January, beginning of February, and they pushed it back to next October now. Mm. Um, so, I mean, and, and granted, that's on uh, Norwegian, but it's I mean, I, I, we're just waiting for, you know, Disney to come across and It's hurricane season. <laughs> October. Yeah right? yeah, right. It's the tail end of hurricane season. Um, well, shit, there was that one Disney cruise we went on uh, in September that we, uh, they had to change our cruise. We got it. We got an extra day at sea. Or an extra day in uh, Mexico or something because uh, a hurricane came through, which, of course, fucked my plans because we were going to go back. We we're going to get back to Port Canaveral, hop in a car and drive down to Miami and watch Miami and Florida State play. Uh, I ended up having to sell those tickets uh, on the cruise. Like I had to work it out on the cruise on my phone. That's crazy. Yeah, um, we uh, what do we do? Uh, like two years ago, uh, not last May, but the May before we did. um we did a cruise, family cruise, my mm-hmm. dad's side, and uh, we went right through a hurricane in the boat. <laughs> it Shit. Was, it was rough. It was weird. I'm we, sure. We're sitting in one of the dining rooms for uh, for uh, for breakfast one morning, and you look out the window, and you see waves going. Oh, my God. Like, just, just huge waves. Just shifting one side to the other, just yeah. constant. You see the wait staff every now and then just grab onto a table and wait, just like wait until they start could walk again. That's that shit you see on that uh, subreddit, the last thalassophobia or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. I fuck. I hate that subreddit. I love it. I love well, we when we went one of our last cruises, we um, when we stopped in Mexico, we went and had to get on another boat to get to the mainland because we were going to go to like a zipline place. Mm. And it the, our little boat was doing the same thing, just up and down over these massive waves. And on the way there, you know, it was like, okay, this is uncomfortable. Like I didn't, I wasn't feeling, none of us were feeling sick, but it was like, this is not pleasant to ride. Yeah. And then on the way back, I can't tell you the numbers of people that were vomiting everywhere. And, and they were, they would all do the same thing. Instead of looking out and letting your brain figure out what was going on, yeah. And sort of, you know, orient itself. They would all look down, and your brain can't handle it, and that's when it just falls apart. Look at you the just horizon. hear from, from the back over here, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to look at the horizon. Uh, the one. Yep. So I never, I've never gotten seasick except for one time 
when I went on a boat for scuba diving mm-hmm. and uh, my ear fucked up on me. And so when I came back to the boat, my equilibrium was fucked. So I got mm-hmm. really like, but uh, someone on the boat was just like, hey, just stare at the horizon and, yep. and it'll even out. And I did. I just stared at the horizon yep. for probably like 20, 30 minutes and it finally like yep. calmed down. Yeah, it'll fix it. Your brain, Usually, unless you're real fucked up, you know. Right. But yeah, that should fix it. Well, because your brain, it just it just figures it out after a while. You're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. this this part's you know I'm moving, but this part's not moving, and it just kind of tricks mm-hmm. your brain into thinking you know yeah. everything's fine because um, everything is. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's the day I became a flat earther. I was like, look, the horizon <laughs> doesn't move. There's no curve. I believe this flat earth stuff because the, uh, the yeah. horizon is nice and straight over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to fall right off the edge. Oh, shit, man. Um, I, uh, so we are in the process of doing so like, so during quarantine, we've had so many, um, projects we've done around the house, some painting mm-hmm. projects, some remodeling shit. We had a bunch, like we had a bunch of like landscaping done because the water was, you know, how the house is on a hill. So yeah. the water has been coming up to the house and basically sitting there for a little while before it either soaks in through the ground or goes around finally. So we had all sure. that where the water's now rerouted around the house, which is nice. Oh, so you, you put in a little drainage to get it uh, taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. So down each side, we've got like, we've got some actual like stone and stone and concrete, mm-hmm. like drains that just push everything down the hill without nice. sitting up against the house. Um, and we're actually in the process of in the next two three weeks we should be getting a backyard fence for our dogs nice which will be great um mm-hmm. what kind uh so it's going to be a black vinyl coated chain link oh wow okay yeah 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 Yeah. very so cool it'll be nice we, we wanted to do something like we would do normal um normal chain link but we didn't want to take away like we got a nice view of the woods from our backyard yeah. so mm-hmm. I was like, man, I really don't want to take away from this, so we're going to spend a little bit of extra money and get the black chain link. Yeah, um, and also a reason not to do privacy in that case. Yeah, you don't have to do yeah. a privacy fence. Um, you know that our so we love our neighbor, but her her kids and grandkids are just the fucking worst. So I understand. Yeah. So we uh we it'll be nice to kind of keep them sectioned off. They don't really they don't really pay attention to their dogs, so we just have dogs that roam over to our house. Nice. And get our other dogs wound up, and I'm just like, God damn it! Just control Perfect. your fucking dogs, man. <laughs> no, so, out of the question. Out of the question. It'll be nice to not ha- to be able to let our dogs go outside, step outside, and not have to be like constantly. All right, are they chasing something? Because not only not only that, like so that that hasn't been terrible. Like there's worse situations you could be in with a neighbor, but you know how this house is there's a lot of fucking deer that come into the backyard yeah. and yeah. the dogs chase the deer into the woods and you have to like get everybody back and it's a pain in the ass. So it'll be nice to have that fenced in and that'll be the last big, that'll be the last big outdoor thing um, before we do uh, a bunch of stuff inside. But I'm just excited about getting a fucking fence. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, So it'll be cool. We got, uh, we got the property staked out um, by a company this past week and actually our, property's bigger than i thought it was oh yeah yeah i'm, I'm kind of we're kind of gearing up for a uh conversation with our neighbor the neighbor in question because yeah. our line's a lot further over than i thought like oh a lot further over like almost touching her driveway kind of over oh wow yeah so we're gonna like we're 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 in really good like we're we're in very good relationship with her 
So I'm not really now. worried about it. For now. Um, yeah. So we're going to do the thing. So they got the stakes in the corners. They found the pins because they put pins in the ground. Um, mm-hmm. So they found the stakes. So we're going to, we found, we got some neon line, like some landscaping line. We're going to run it all the way up, mm-hmm. wrap both. So that way the, the line's tight and you can see it. Um, and we're going to just show her like we're putting a fence right here. Like mm-hmm. we just don't want there to be a line dispute because this, this company that came out and did this, they, they, they're like a big time surveying engineering company. Like, so I'm not, I don't have, a, I don't have any doubt that they weren't right about this. Because yeah. we, after they did it, I was like, wow, this is a lot further over than I thought. And we pulled it up on Google maps and I was like looking at, and I know they're not perfectly scaled, but you know, you can flip between like the map view and the fucking satellite view. Yeah. And it'll have like the line, the map will have the line of where the property is. Yeah. So yeah. you zoom into your lot and you put your finger on a line and then you switch to, to satellite view and they're pretty close. I mean, it's a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit of difference, but yeah, um, we, we're going to have that conversation and be like, hey, this is where we're putting our fence. Uh, you know, I don't know. What we're going to and we're doing it as a courtesy because obviously that is that is our property, you know, according mm-hmm. to this, according to this engineering, the surveying company. But we want to go ahead and do that up front before they start driving posts into the ground so that if there is yeah. a line dispute, if she does have a problem with it and wants to have it double checked, um, then that that way we can kind of get that out of the way. We're just kind of nervous about it because we're really, like I said, we're in really good with her. It's just an older sure. lady that lives by herself and her kids come over to play in a pool kind of thing. Um, but it's, but when you get into shit like that, that's when it can start to turn. Yeah. So kind of gnarly. That's where we're trying to kind of nurture it, you know, mm-hmm. instead of, instead of being like, eh, you wake up one day and there's just fence, a fence up. Um, and yeah. you think that it's in your area. So we just want to make sure that, it's weird, right? When you talk about land, you don't think there's going to be land issues. So we're gonna, we're gonna. Our plan is to put it right on our line, like right, in, right there. Run the line, put the post right inside the line. Like, fuck it. This is my. You know, we paid for this. This is ours. Um, What's mine is mine. Right, right. Well, and then on the other side, the the neighbor to my right has a uh, has a fence already. So mm-hmm. we're we're actually going to go. Her fence isn't in great shape, so we're going to come a little bit inside. We're going to leave like. We're gonna leave a little bit of space so we can get back there and like weed eat and shit. When you say the the one to the right, are you talking about looking at the house looking, or looking at the house? Looking at the house. Okay, from the front of it, looking at the front of the house, the one on the right. The one on the right. She already has a okay. fence up. So okay. but we can't go like we were thinking about joining her fence, but her fence is in mm-hmm. like really bad shape. It's a wooden fence. It's just an older wooden fence. Oh, it needs to yeah. have a lot of replacement done on it. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna like leave a gap big enough to get in there with like a weed eater to yeah. clear out the other side. Um and then we're just gonna have it nice and boxed in. We'll have a nice big backyard. But so so we originally trimmed the tree line back um, a little further than when I got the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were like, well, no one owns this land behind us. We'll just trim back. It turns out, like from where we trimmed back, we still own another like thirty feet. <laughs> so nice. I was like, okay, well, we thought we were like, shit. Well, do we bring? Because I thought where my original line was, where the original tree line was, I was like, am I gonna have to put the fence? there and then have all this clearing behind it or can i go back we're just going to kind of go back and just hope nobody said anything because no one can do anything with the land behind us because there's only a little bit before you hit like uh, the bypass for yeah for our town so yeah which always blew me away how close it was because i never i never realized how close it was until going there like even when i lived there i didn't realize it yeah until we were there one time in like the fall or winter yeah, and I was like, and it was like, holy shit, it's right there! <laughs> it's right fucking there. 
and it's amazing how much during like the summer and uh, spring months it dampens the sound, like all the leaves and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mm-hmm. can still hear it, but it's not like in the in the winter time you hear everything. But yeah, like if those trees weren't there, you could drive off of that like with a golf ball mm-hmm. off that back porch, and and you'd be on the bypass. Absolutely, absolutely, it's kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. We're getting that done, um, and we're, so we're trying to get things cleaned up from around the house just just things we're not going to use anymore and i was noticing today so for some reason last week and i got so for some reason last week our recycling didn't run you know mm-hmm. um we're, we're really good about putting out our recycling and trash because we we go through way more recycling than we do trash mm-hmm. um probably because we drink a lot but like <laughs> it's but but so they didn't pick up last week for some reason they did leave me a, a voicemail that was you ever you ever get like a voicemail message from someone or from an automated system that's already halfway done by the time your voicemail picks up? Oh so yeah, that was this. It was just it said, "Sorry for the inconvenience." When we we appreciate you being a customer, at blah 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 blah. And I was like, "All right, I don't know what that was about, but whatever." <laughs> so I guess they just didn't do recycle pickup. So we got a shit ton of recycling right now because they only pick up every other week. Um, oh wow, okay. So I had some boxes and some recycling and we have the little recycle area near the mall. So I was like, I'll just go over there and dump it off. Man, today I was fucking pissed. I was like, there was these, there was a lot of older folks that were, they were there probably like, I would say our parents age, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they were like, I pull in and you're, you're only supposed to dump off recycling and someone's pulling a mattress out of the back of a truck oh, and Jesus. people are just dumping shit. Like there were, so there were like three different trucks there. One guy was pulling a mattress and a box spring out and leaning it up against the recycle containers. And um, another another set of folks were pulling out like old, like they look like old, like nightstands from the side of a bed. Like, like this shit was, ain't recyclable. No, they just put it in there, just setting it on the ground and leaving. And I was like, I cannot believe like, like fuck old people for, for being pissed at younger <laughs> folks for being yeah. pissed at younger folks for not following the rules like you assholes mm-hmm. just get away with what you can oh absolutely and then you're going to be pissed at people who didn't do what you what you thought they were going to do well then they get called out on it and yeah no, like what do you, you do it's like fucking... hey you know this isn't a dump spot they'll be like well, what's your mind your own fucking business like, yeah all right well it just bugged me it bugged me today so i'm well, like apparently apparently we've decided to start printing something while i'm in here recording okay cool <laughs> Well, I don't hear it, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> Let's see what we have here. Hmm. <laughs> It'd be great if it just has a middle finger, just slowly started. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Too funny. Um, so, musicophilia. Oh, I need to check. I need to check into that book. Yes. I'm trying to yes. read more. I'm trying so hard, but I've been reading uh, stuff on Marvel Unlimited finding the time man it's all about yeah. finding the time i just haven't been giving myself enough time to read i try to read a little bit in bed and reading puts me to sleep quick so i may get mm-hmm. a little i'm trying to read confederacy of dunces oh yeah um the uh what is it what's it, the guy's name o'toole i think uh michael no <sighs> what's his name it's gonna drive me crazy now confederacy of dunces John Kennedy Tool. John Kennedy Tool. Yeah, that's uh, which amazingly about in reading about this, he wrote this book and um, ended up 
he passed away at 32. Damn. Yeah. He wrote this book. I think he passed away before it got published. Yeah. Po- published posthumously. Posthumously? 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 Posthumously. Um, yeah, and he ended up winning the Pulitzer Prize for fiction. Shit. Yeah, he was. He, he had a. He, I think he battled a lot of uh, a lot of depression and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Battled um, some demons. I think his. I think I, if I read right in the forward, his mother loved it so much that she pushed for it to get published. Um, but it's a classic. It's a it's a literary classic. Um, mm-hmm. But um, he also wrote the Neon Bible. I don't know what that is, but mm-hmm. but like his one of his biggest hits is like a huge literary masterpiece and uh you don't even get to live to see it take that's that sucks it's a mind fuck man i have been reading um besides the marvel stuff which i've been reading moon knight um on on uh, marvel unlimited since they're gonna have that show on um disney plus i wanted to learn a little bit about moon knight Mm -hmm. which is kind of ridiculous is it kind of cool like it's it's just it's weird yeah it's very weird. Oh, these aren't my digital orders. And then on, I uh, I actually ordered on the Kindle a book of short stories uh, called Spoiled Brats okay. by an author named Simon Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of shit that's like, it's very millennial. It, it, it's, it's a lot of shit from the point of view of it's written as if... Um, like helicopter parents and shit like that and viewing how people are now versus an older way. It's pretty funny. The reason that I got this is I, I saw a um, picture on Reddit mm-hmm. of Seth Rogen. He optioned one of the stories for a movie that mm. is about a guy that falls into pickle brine in the early 1900s <laughs> and is brought in, in like is brought out in like now and he has to adjust to the world. Okay. And so it's just it's just sort of I mean it was it was pretty funny. It's been a pretty funny book. So those are the things I've been reading right now. I've been reading uh Moon Knight on Marvel Unlimited and then the Spoiled Brats book. I also did order the Mary Trump book, Too Much and Never Enough. Okay. Um so I want to read that also. Um so yeah, those are that's those are the things I'm reading at the moment or or about to read. So something that might uh that might actually um, tie into that book you were talking about just now about uh, what was it called? Spoiled brats. Spoiled brats. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've been reading the and I got this on Kindle, but it's the coddling of the American mind. Mm-hmm. Um, how good intentions and bad ideas are setting up a generation for failure, and it kind of has to do with it. Kind of chronicles where uh, where colleges started, kind of. Um, keeping start, started kind of keeping certain ideas off campus mm-hmm. and and why that's dangerous and why like why it's it's actually pretty good john jonathan height is uh one yeah. of the authors and only five dollars on the kindle that's a five dollars i think I, I bought it for a friend to uh let's see i forget who i even sent it to um oh god damn it <laughs> fucking amazon trying to confirm everything um bah, 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 bah. Oh, I sent it to I sent it to Sister Bridget. Um, oh, okay. It's really good. Um, it probably it probably has a little more to do. Like it, it, it probably falls in line a little better for her for her because um, she works on a college campus, so it, it mm-hmm. might actually 
um, work out and she actually interacts with students and stuff like that on a regular basis. So it might actually work out pretty well for her as far as professionally goes. But it's just interesting because they just kind of go over, it touches on helicopter parenting a lot. Mm -hmm. It touches on like um, just how dangerous the ideas of shielding people from even just hearing or knowing about differing opinions and how dangerous yeah. that is. Like I may not agree. And, and this is kind of like the, the opinion I had about um, social media for a long time was like, I don't want to block people because I want to know that stupid people are out there. You know, I don't want to forget mm-hmm. that. Um, it's kind of like that. Like, it's just kind of knowing, Hey, if you're going to, if you're going to, especially coming out of high school where it's not like a real life situation, you know, as far as like the way the the actual world outside of high, your high school bubble works, mm-hmm. um, it's good to know that there's differing opinions out there. Absolutely, so it's kind of talking about the danger of not people not knowing how to argue, you know, how to how to argue their point. Like, yeah, because if you're just listening to the same shit over and over again in your bubble, then that's all you're going to have to talk about, and you're not not going to know how to conf- confront somebody who is basically challenging you on your points mm-hmm. um it's a really it's a really good read five bucks is it's, nothing for it too that, yeah that's absolutely nothing that's very interesting it's a really good book it's like a, it's, it's closer to like a psychology book it's it's pretty mm-hmm. good it's um so if you're into that kind of stuff i would uh, i would suggest it um i don't know i've only, i haven't gotten far enough to know if they start giving you tips on any of that stuff but mm-hmm. it's just kind of showing you how like this happened and then this started happening. Like they started blocking this from, from occurring on campuses. And now these are the, these are the circumstances and and effects of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a cool thing. They did a really big write up in the Atlantic um, that led to this book. that was wildly popular. um, That was called, I think it was just called the coddling of the American mind. Um, When I Googled it, the very first link was the Atlantic link. And the second one was Amazon. So, yeah, I would say, you know, I mean, if you don't care about like spending five bucks, pick it up. Um, But uh, I mean, five bucks, that's nothing. Right. And uh, but I would say to anyone considering picking up something like that, if you read that Atlantic article and you like it, that book is just a bigger, more updated version of that Atlantic article. It's really probably expands upon the ideas and thoughts a little bit more. It does. And they do it in kind of a brilliant way. They, they kind of set up this scenario at the very beginning of the book. That's not a real scenario, but it, it kind of hammers their points homes. Like it kind of lays out getting bad advice from a guru kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and then you taking those four, three or four different bad advice points that that guru gave them, um, and making you know kind of winding it into their their viewpoint and how it's wrong and why it's wrong and stuff like that so very interesting kind of cool kind of cool yeah got any suggestions on things to watch man before we get out of here i have been watching so i i'm still like a lot of the shit i watch is on youtube i just you know stuff like that the the show john oliver's been doing on hbo has been fantastic his show every week is amazingly good knocking it out of the park Oh, yeah. From coronavirus stuff to stuff with the police. The most recent one was about conspiracy theories, which was really interesting. Um, it, he just he kills it. Mm. I've also been watching stuff on Shudder, yeah. which is the the horror streaming service, which is amazingly good. How There's some shit on there like five bucks a month or something. It's okay. not much. Right. They did do. I know they weren't doing. Um, 
they were doing a trial because normally the trial I think is only a week or so, but they were now this is a few months ago. It might still be happening. I don't know. I think if you use the code, the promo code shut in, mm-hmm. you got like a month or two of of a of a free trial. But um I I watched um the very first thing I watched on there was the original um the original uh, Night of the Living Dead. I watched uh, Slumber Party Massacre the other night, which I told you about last night when we were watching when we were playing GTFO. Mm-hmm. And I started to watch the sequel also, but then it was time for the Golden Girls to come on, so I stopped watching it. Watch the Golden <laughs> Girls. Um, but that has been one of the things I've been watching the most is Shutter when I'm not just finding uh, and 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 all elite wrestling on Wednesday nights because that's absolutely fantastic. Sure, uh, for for a professional wrestling fan. Um, but, uh, but been, and I'll just turn shutter on and just watch random shit on there. Um, do they have a, do they have a live, uh, a live they have three live feeds? They have okay. three live feeds. One is all shutter originals. One is psychological thrillers and others are called uh slash okay. So basically classic slasher. Uh, they've got um, a lot of original series. I'm really surprised. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. $6 a month. I'm sorry. $6 a month or like $57, a... $57 a year. Yeah, and it looks like they're doing the seven-day free trial. So I might need to try that out. I mean, we've got so many fucking streaming services. It, right try now. try the shut-in code because when I used it, it was still active. Okay. Uh, it's just yeah, the word "shut in" uh, all one word, and okay. it it extended it to a thirty-day trial. Nice. All right, I'll try it. I'll try it out because I, I mean, I just I love having that shit on in the background. So yeah, that's kind of fucking neat. Um, yeah, and some of it looks really fucking cool. Well, they they also have um, playlists and stuff of like stuff that is. Uh, let me pull it up real quick since we're just talking about. It. Let me just go to the website because there it's 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 some neat shit. Shutter dot com s h u d d e r. Sorry, yeah, s h u d d e r dot com. Um, if for those of you listening, um, and it's kind of like a Netflix, but it's all all scary movies and yeah. So here are the collections they have right now. Uh, a Shutter Summer, which says a selection of sunny scares from summer camp to the open sea. Um, here's Queer Horror. So it's it says celebrates queer film and queer creators. Mm-hmm. Shutter Essentials. So that has like Night of the Living Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, Hellraiser, Reanimator, Creep Show. Like those old Halloween is on there. Stuff like that. Mm. Um, Black Christmas, which is largely considered the first true slasher film um horror noir so black horror um anthologies love six so stuff about love and, and horror uh what else i do know that the um they have a, they have a horror 101 so like foundations of horror stuff like that they do have the um the fucking show um the eli um what was it eli it was roth. on a yeah mm. the eli roth history of horror is on here mm. they have a playlist that's all zombie stuff uh east asian stuff it, it's they they have a ton of shit um let's see what's on the on their streaming sh- like what's on their actual channels right now uh well if it'll load <laughs> eh, it might not eh, no big deal either way it's it's if you like horror and shit like that it's it's pretty fucking good hell yeah hell yeah i'm yeah. gonna have to check it out i think i might sign up for the trial just to fucking yeah see just how to much i watch it. it yeah 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 um it's kind of like you were talking about with music earlier i have just sort of turned it on before and just have and it just on sort of left it on yeah especially like the classic slasher stuff i love it 
Yeah. I love that classic slasher stuff. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. We have been watching, like I said earlier, uh, I'll Be Gone in the Night. Um, mm -hmm. Really fucking good documentary series on HBO right now. Um, I've heard good things about the Perry Mason uh, series mm -hmm. that's on right now. Mm -hmm. We haven't started it or anything. We did finish Deadwood. Um, we, we watched... Uh, I need to go back and watch that and watch the movie. It's because we went through Deadwood. Yeah, you we guys didn't even talk about that. We yeah. went through Deadwood. Yeah, yeah. I'm very jealous of the pictures you sent. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy because um, to see all that stuff and mm -hmm. to see what your pictures were and then to to watch the show. Uh, but there's three seasons, uh, three seasons in a movie, movie. Um, yeah. and it was it was really good. Uh, you could tell at some points, like you could tell in the third season, at some points you're like, oh yeah, this was like shaking on the rails. Cause just, just, <laughs> just some of the writing choices they made, like not had nothing to do with the story or anything like that, but you were kind of like, well, why was that even there? Like what, what's going on? Like, um, what are you doing? And they did a good job with the movie. Cause obviously time has passed for everybody. A long acting. time. Uh, it was like a 13 year gap, I think. Yeah. Um, but they, all they did was, I think they just pretended it was 10 years later after the third season. So okay. that's good. Everybody enough. was aged. But they, mm -hmm. but they, it was completely explained why it's been ten years. Um, yeah, but everybody in it's just really fucking good. And uh, mm -hmm. the fucking guy who played Al Swearingen, god damn it, fuck. Um, what is his name? Uh, Ian McShane. Yeah, Ian McShane. There you go. Ian McShane. Ian McShane alone could like he had some 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 moments where there were like several several moments where he was doing monologues. It was just him mm -hmm. in a room by himself talking to himself you know but it was like shakespearean to a point mm -hmm. because the language was so different in that time period yes and so but he just leaned into it like i cannot wait for you to rewatch it because i want to hear your thoughts on ian mcshane's portrayal okay. of al swearingen it's yeah. incredibly awesome like it's so good and like i i can't think of another show where like so many times i will just pause it and be like God damn, he's awesome! Like, god damn, that's good. Like, I you get you, you, he comes out of a rant, and you're just kind of like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" This is so good. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I would highly suggest Deadwood. Um, other than that, Doom Patrol. I would I would suggest that if you're if you're okay. kind of dipping your toe into Marvel shit, you'll mm. really like Doom Patrol. Think of it like uh, the X Men if they were all a bunch of losers. Like, okay, it's kind of like that. It's really okay. fucking cool, but okay. uh, I know that you've got dinner coming up. Uh, well, yeah, but we gotta we gotta do this music thing. Oh, we do. Do you have time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're fine. <laughs> Just making sure, making sure I'm not. Yeah, no, we're good. Stepping on your time no. there. No. We're um. Good. So last time we were supposed to, uh, we did this. We had selected the New York Dolls' uh, debut album was uh, part of this uh, Billboard 500 uh, countdown. Rolling Stone. Rolling, Rolling Stone, Stone 500 yeah, top how, albums. How long ago was that though? That's been a while. That's, I mean, I listened to it back then, but I I fucking forgot what album it was. And then a few, and then like an hour before we're gonna do this, you send me just a picture of it. And I'm like, oh, that was still oh twenty. Dear. It was still 2019. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I look, we're gonna have to either go with another album or we're gonna have to get an extension. I'd say we go. I mean, if you want to, I, I would. Let's do this. I've listened yeah. to it a couple times. Um, yeah. And but I didn't do our normal thing where I wrote about every okay. track or whatever, and I don't even know yeah. if I want to go forward with even that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because sometimes I, I can think get we a should little... just do a new album. Yeah, let's just do a new album. I, I will say okay. this about it: very much foundations of punk rock. Very much. 
you know, foundations of glam rock. Like it was a little mm-hmm. bit of both. Like take punk rock and glam rock and smash them together. I could see how people in their teens and twenties would love this uh, at the time when it was released. Oh, um, absolutely. But listening to it now, I'm just kind of like it just doesn't resonate with me, and it's probably mm-hmm. because I wasn't that age at that time. So you weren't living through that when that came out. Absolutely, I could see how it was revolutionary for its time, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got the random number generator up. We're gonna pick one and see where we land on this. And there are some rule. We have set some rules, like it's not. Like no soundtracks, no compilations, because there are some of those on here, and no greatest and I, hits. Yeah, no greatest hits. So, um, all right. So I will do the number generator and all right. see where we're landing. Come on, don't give us another fucking Peter Gabriel. Like that was such a down. Ugh. Four hundred and seventy-five. Oh my god. Okay, jump to four. Some. Okay. Well, then I'll do that since your jump two didn't work. Jump to four seven. Let's see, four seventy five, and I'll tell you the ones right around it, like the two around it. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that look. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's fine. It's just I like I I'm I'm fine listening to this. Mm. It's from nineteen seventy nine. Um. So four seventy four was Manu Chao, Proxima Estacion Esperanza. Okay. And number four seventy six was. Life After Death by the Notorious B.I.G. Oh, shit. That would have been a good one. Yeah, but coming in at number 475, released in 1979, the style listed here is New Wave and Pop Rock. It's the third album from the lead artist, the second with his band, and the first to officially credit the band on the cover. It is the album Armed Forces by Elvis Costello and the Attractions. Ooh. Armed Forces. I'm going to write that. Armed down. Forces by Elvis Costello and the Attractions. Let's make sure this is on Spotify. It should be. There it is. Armed Forces by Elvis Costello and the Attractions. 13 songs, 39 minutes. Oh, that'll be an easy listen. Yeah, that, that'll be perfect. That'll fun. be an easy listen. All right, yeah. cool. So we'll check that out. Next time we record, we'll report in about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do enjoy doing this though i think it's a lot of fun as far as like force like not not even really forcing you but allowing you a chance to listen to something you might not have normally picked up so yeah totally we'll, we'll check it out see what happens um let's see at sheets live on twitch mm-hmm. or twitter i mean mm-hmm. um and twitter then, and twitch yeah both so twitch.tv slash sheets live you're gonna be streaming tonight too in a couple hours right after dinner yeah um, that's the plan that's the plan so Check him out. Give him a follow. I think you tweet out when you go live. So if you're if yeah, they're following you on Twitter, they'll be able to know when you're live. Um, mm-hmm. So check him out there. And uh, if you want to follow me, Lopez Radio, it's at Lopez Radio on all social media, lopezradio.com for the uh, for the podcast. Of course, you're here. And then uh, I stream every Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Oops, wrong one. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday um, and Sundays on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Lopez Radio. I'll catch you guys next time. Sheets, thank you very much, buddy. Thank you.